Aminus Fobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Lucam. An argument arose among the disciples about which of them was the greatest. Jesus realized that the intention of their hearts and took a child and placed it by his side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. For the one who is least among all of you is the one who is the greatest. Then John said in reply, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. We tried to prevent him because he does not follow in our company. Jesus said to him, do not prevent him, for whoever is not against you is for you. Verbum Domini. This is a venture to explain the difference between poverty of spirit and meekness, both of which are contained in our Lord's heart, most of all, but in uh, this passage today. The nature of the Beatitudes in case that our Lord addresses himself in them to the disciples. He is, in a real way, describing who they are. Poor, hungry, weeping, hated, and persecuted. These are the ones that Jesus loves, the ones who draw near to him. In their real need, our Lord gives them hope, promise of joy found in paradox. God's ways are not man's. His thoughts are high above the heavens as ours. The Beatitudes form us in our Lord's perspective and in his life and the happiness that the world promises is flat, fleeting, nothing in relation to the joys and true blessedness that comes from belonging to God. Furthermore, the Beatitudes not only describe who the disciples of the Lord are, but who they are called to be. What a disciple who follows the Lord looks like. What Christ shows us by living out the Beatitudes and in the mystery of his own life, we are called now to live. 
First to be poor in spirit and thereby possess the joys of the kingdom of God within. As Paul writes to the Corinthians, you know the generosity of our Lord Jesus Christ. He was rich. Yet for your sake he became poor, so that through his poverty you might become rich. In effect, this poverty is a total and free detachment from exterior and in a certain sense, even interior goods, honors, and riches. That the poor in spirit do not make a big show of themselves. They are not the Pharisee in the temple, but the publican who do not even look up to God saying, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. They know their interior poverty and need before God. They have empty hands, trusting in the Lord to give them their daily bread. Poverty of spirit is an expression of the gift of the fear of the Lord, desiring nothing to be an obstacle to following in love of Jesus. Our Lord, looking with love upon the rich man, says, You lack one thing. Go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. Many see the blessings of God only in terms of physical riches. And the psalmist struggled with this problem that the evil gain wealth while the faithful ones suffer poverty. Even Job says to God, remember that my life is but a breath of wind. I will speak out in the anguish of my breath. That this is rewarded in the end with a double for all his sufferings. In this vein, one faithful commentator translates this beatitude, how fortunate those who beg for their very life's breath. In time, there comes to be recognized a faithful remnant, the Anawim, the little ones who will inherit the promises. They are the true Israel who will recognize and receive the Lord when he comes, the poor in spirit recognize that their very existence is dependent upon God as much or even more than our body depends upon air for life. This is what our Lord says through the prophet Zechariah. The city shall be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets. Thus says the Lord of hosts, even if this should seem impossible in the eyes of the remnant of this people, shall it in those days be impossible in my eyes also, says the Lord. I will bring them back to dwell within Jerusalem. Thus we cling to God with everything that we are, as our every and total good, losing our life for his sake that we may gain it. 
The third beatitude concerning meekness is admittedly like the first. Their endings, for theirs is present the kingdom of God, and they, for they shall future inherit the earth, are so similar. Our Lord recalls Psalm 37:11, the meek shall possess the land. In the Hebrew of this psalm, the word is again anawim, God's poor ones. Our Lord describes himself in Matthew 11:29 as meek and humble of heart. That meekness is a virtue of openness of mind and heart, a disposition of goodness of will and gentleness of spirit that is willing ever to hope. Meekness is not fear nor cowardice in the face of evil, but the radical hope which has the courage to return good for evil. To be meek is not to be passive, but proactive, as when our Lord says, do not resist one who is evil, turn him the other cheek, give your cloak as well, walk two miles. This gentleness of heart is a, a fruit of the gift of piety by which we taste God as our caring and merciful Father who always holds us in the palms of his hands for our good. Resting in this trustful surrender, anger and the aggressive desire to possess are quelled. The meek are not lured by evil and do not resort to the tactics of the powers of this world who make their authority felt. The meek person is not defeated by life, finding relief, satisfaction, and freedom, and taking on one's shoulders the sweet yoke of Christ. And it expresses itself in an easy obedience to divine life, as it presents itself, living responsive to the Holy Spirit in the present moment, that many would seek lands or goods, even peace, by wielding the sword. Those who dwell in God's heart know that it is a gift, one not taken by force, that meekness is found in conforming our lives, our hearts, to our Lord's. And the promise of the land is future because meekness is that gentle and lived hope. In short, poverty of spirit is the receptive disposition of one who sells all, physical and spiritual, and gives to the poor. Meekness is the living out of what is received by that gift. The poor in spirit know that they depend completely upon God for their very life, and the meek, which is surely the same person, one cannot 
be one without the other. The meek breathe out that gentle spirit received from God. So what is given away in poverty is lived out in flesh and meekness. 